you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's IJ Impact, and we have Matt Michaels here with us and Bob Boss Comedy Bossillary with us. Thank you again for being with us. We don't have Sin City Steve tonight. He is at a When We Were Young festival. So, what's AEW a- going to do without him? I, I don't know because they were shitting on in the uh, first wrestling talk show we just did. So, uh, you know. Um, I'm sure next week he will give him more extra time to tell us how great AEW really is. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to Three Count. We ask everyone if you're watching this live, if you feel three, feel free to uh, throw any of your comments in the comment box of YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Uh, if you want to throw it in, we will love that. And uh, for everyone else who's just downloading the podcast and listening, we appreciate you for doing that as well. And... Uh, yeah, let's get right into our topics, our three count for tonight. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, so our first one is. Impact Wrestling is no more. TNA Wrestling is returning. It's from EWWrestlingNews.org. So mainly here, after the pay-per-view that happened uh, this weekend, Bound for Glory, uh, after everything was said and done, they went into this uh, about a good four-minute video, which I got a chance to see. And, um, yeah, it, w- it wasn't bad. I thought it was presented well. You, you saw these wrestlers kind of running and, and meeting and into and this sort of park area that has this uh, lake. And... Um, they they went to go grab this this box out of the lake and you know they said hey we got to go back to our roots we got to go from the beginning we got to start and you kind of figure out what it is they're talking about and before you know it open up that box and you you you're seeing all types of uh memories and replays. <laughs> I know right remembered um, uh, body we got to put her back together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, TNA was the announcement. They're gonna go back to that name. Um they also mentioned that part of this uh was uh it's a buzz generator that nut that name. So it, it said in the article, and that the company will also be using the old brand name as a means to unify the history of the company's various names. So also the report from FIFA Select said that um they had planned to revert back to the TNA wrestling brand name. It was made over the summer, uh, but circumstances resulted in delays until this point. It also says that the company is planning to make changes to various uh, uh, facets of its presentation moving forward. This includes logos, look, production, venues, and more. But there are no plans, of course, for a six-sided ring. 
So, Matt Michaels, man, this was uh, this was an article you you came up with. What, what was your thoughts, man? We're we're losing Impact Wrestling to, to now TNA. Oh well, the first thing uh, is uh, congratulations, uh, DJ TNA. <laughs> because if they're changing their name, your name is changing too. Yeah, I guess so. So, so DJ Total Nonstop Action will now be hosting. <laughs> The biggest bad boys. There you uh, go. So, you know, what's interesting is that um, the name change to Impact Wrestling was to generate buzz and to freshen up the brand. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do anything for them, essentially. So, the idea here, I think it's not really, it's not going to be getting a buzz. Uh, unless you have access TV uh, or unless you subscribe to Fight Plus or Fight TV, um, you know, y- you can't see it. Um, it's it's the John Cena of wrestling programs. Pretty much. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, is that um, really... I think in the end, the idea of changing it to TNA really does work in terms of the legacy of what the company is. And I think now that the company is 20 years old, it needs to kind of embrace that history. Uh, If you go on your Roku or, you know, one of the streaming devices, um, you can get that TNA channel and, you know, they show uh, impact episodes from, you know, a few weeks ago and they show TNA stuff from the whole history of the company. It's on Samsung for free on Samsung. On yeah, all, yeah. In Roku, uh, all these, all those uh, streaming, you know, platforms that have the TV channels, essentially mm-hmm. you can, you can see this for free and that's the whole thing they have a catalog they have a library now it's how do you utilize that uh, history and one of the big things i think is that you have a tna hall of fame and the people in this hall of fame are all people who were in tna so you know impact was also the name of the show so you're not losing the idea of impact it's still tied to it it was always tna impact right it was tna and it was you know essentially thursday night impact essentially right so and then they just dropped tna and became impact wrestling so that i think in itself is just something that they can i think they can capitalize on this idea of there is history there Whereas AEW is only four years old and there's not a lot of history there. So you utilize what you have, um, Mm -hmm. especially because your library, you know, you have a lot of guys who are in the WWE or in AEW. So, you know, show, show the history, make it more prominent um, that a lot of these guys who you like now, were there 
L.A. Knight was there. Yeah. Eli Drake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you can capitalize on some of the biggest people that wrestling has right now who were in their company. AJ Styles. Yep. Let me ask you, let me go to you, uh, Rob. Do you think it was necessary in the first place to have changed the name from TNA over to Impact? I know Impact uh, wanted I, to start. I think it had something to do, and I'm guessing, with Anthem when they when they bought out to Anthem. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I just remember it happened. I, I It wasn't a dramatic change because it was always Impact. So it's not like they came out with a name out of their ass. Right. Um, but why not just keep a TNA from the beginning? Like, why are we not calling I, it? It has to be something with Dixie Carter or licensing. I Am I wrong, Matt? Um, it, it very well could have done with Dixie. Um, that, I mean, I don't remember at this point. Um, it could have also been just a, you know, again, a freshen up change. You know, well, they um, definitely wanted to make a change coming from out of TNA yeah. from that, but all I want is one thing, gentlemen. Yeah. They better have this fucking theme. <laughs> well, they better have adrenaline rush theme. Do that when when I first was, you know, I got out of wrestling in the early two thousands. And then I got back into it. I got out of it. And then around like 2010, I, I'm flipping through it and I see, I hear that song and I see, oh, wait a minute. Is that the Hardys? Like, wait, that's Jeff Hardy with a purple belt. And there's, and here's all these wrestlers that I like. And they're still pretty much in their prime and putting on good matches. And there's stories going on here. I got to see China wrestle again. Uh, she got to wrestle uh, uh, your favorite Jeff Jarrett. I saw good matches and I was enjoying it. And then there was talk like, oh, shit, this is a possibility, a long shot that they could go somewhere. Then they dragged, then they dragged Hulk Hogan in and it went down the shitter. But it was good and I liked it and I and I wanted to watch every week and I still do, but I'm not as faithful as I used to be. It's it looks like it's got a little bit of life left. Uh, where they can maybe get out from under maybe. Maybe if they could get a quarter of the viewership that AEW has, if they're even if they even have that now, um, I would like to see them. Yeah, and it was all XWWE. I mean, uh, you you had our uh, truth was their champion way early on, and he was a completely different persona. He was a psycho heel, and he and he's really intelligent. And they it was a lot of guys. It, the matches, the cage match with Sting and Mick Foley was amazing. That's hardly ever talked about. Uh, the matches with uh, with uh, Samoa Joe, where Samoa Joe was a TNA original, and fuck Kurt Angle. That match was incredible. They have, like you said, they have an archive of fucking incredible matches, and somehow, some way, in the last like eh, seven years, they blew it. Um, so this is good because it, it might bring people back, but they got to get off access TV. They got to get onto some sort of, but they, they, but they won't because that's the whole thing that access is owned by um by anthem oh that's shit. why they're on access i mean it's not like when they were on the pursuit channel and you're like oh god damn this is bad this is like you know public access so uh, i i is there like another is there another station that's uh that's out there that's weren't they on tnt years ago no they were on tnn 
the Nashville network. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why I got confused because it was very similar. It'd be like, and after this, the Grand Old Opry. And I was like, what? Is there another station that's not owned by like, you know, ABC or NBC that that they can jump on but have a bigger presence on regular cable? You know what I'm saying? Is there something out there that's not owned by the bigger to call Tony Khan, he'll make it, and then it'll uh, flounder after a year and a half. <laughs> but see, that's the problem. The problem is, is they're not going to jump because it's content filler for their own network. It makes no sense to go to another network. But yeah. well, here's my question with all of that. In that same vein, you have New Japan Pro Wrestling hard upon their programming. So, I mean, we don't really talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling as much, but right. I know wrestlers here in the Valley who are like, why are you not watching NJPW? As a wrestler, that's what we watch because we want to see the talent and we want to see our local talent move up in the cards and in the ranks. I mean, Mike Bailey's been putting on a lot of matches there and then, you know, comes back to Impact and maybe goes to AEW. There's, there's, that's another thing. That's a whole other network, which is in the same vein where it's good, not great, it's good. And it has a chance to be better than it is. Well, I guess I'm looking forward to the new change and everything. I, I, I already found what my New Year's resolution is going to be, and that will be going back to watching. Well, I guess I can't go back to watching because uh, I didn't watch TNA. <laughs> back when TNA was TNA, I, I, but I did watch Impact. So I'm, I'm going to go start watching TNA at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and, yeah, hopefully I'll come back with some really good info when we uh, we kick off the the new year, see what they're doing. But their first show is the first paper. Oh, it's the first pay per view out here in Vegas, right? Yep. Yeah, that show's gonna be out here. Which is uh, is it hard to kill? Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, it's hard to kill. Is it gonna be at Samstown? No, it's it's actually at the Palms. Ah, uh, shit. That's good and bad. It's better for them, but means the tickets are higher. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, the The idea is is that um, they wanted a, a bigger presence in terms of, uh, you know, Sam Samstown probably was raising the price. To be honest, um, the yeah, Samstown. If you sweep up the floor, they'll let you get in for free. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> uh, it should be called hard to sell to anyone. <laughs> 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 TNA presents hard to sell. Uh, the way they're going, AEW, that's their next uh <laughs> can't give away well, tickets. Well, there we go. Uh we'll check in and see how that goes. Let's go right into our second count here. And this one is the Nick. The Nick Aldis versus Adam Pierce rivalry is here. This is from CadesideSeats.com. So uh, most of this is if you pretty much watched SmackDown this uh, past Friday, you saw the backstage interaction between the two after um, Jay pretty much was getting fined 10 grand for popping up on the show and causing all types of ruckus, uh, you know, that caused um, good old Adam Pierce to uh, say, you know, wait, what, what? I mean, your guy, 
did the same thing, came on to our show, like, what are you doing? And, uh, hey, now this started to, uh, you know, piss off good old Nick and was like, you know what? Not only I want you to kick out Jay, kick out Adam too. And that was like, oh, like when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. All right. It's looked like this is a, this business is really about to pick up here. So a rivalry between these two, of course, this could be leading up to the survivor series of that seems like that's where that's going to be going, but I'm liking it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. What was your take on this? I'll start with you, uh, Rob. I don't know if you saw that segment, but here's my thing about this. All right, go ahead. They're gonna they're gonna pick teams for Survivor Series. The majority of people don't know who Nick Aldis is. They don't know he held the ten pounds of gold for ninety years over you know Billy Corgan's promotion. Mm -hmm. They don't know that he's married to Mickey James. They don't know anything about him. So if he shows up and they and they go, oh, we can't get a fifth guy for the team, and then he takes off his suit and he's shredded, and he goes, oh, by the way, I'm a bloody wrestler too. Cool. If they just use him as a background guy who you know runs his mouth and does cuts promos, bad. Because now I'm I'm getting bored. Yes, the rivalry is good. It's it's good. Um, but again, Adam Pierce ran both shows not two weeks ago and got promoted. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. You're getting a promotion. Oh, wonderful. Now you only work on one show. <laughs> oh. Hey, I came late to work the other day. You know what my manager did? She took me off all the manager shifts. <laughs> I don't run the store anymore. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happens when something bad happens to you. All right? And I deserved it. I came 10 minutes late and cut a woman off and were, did bad stuff. Were, were you watching that fat chick before? <laughs> well, she was the one I almost hit. And then started screaming at me in front of my district manager. <laughs> so my point is, though, great, bad. And I got yanked from, you know, running the spot in the morning. So now if you're the manager of Raw and SmackDown effectively yeah. and they go, oh, yeah, you're out. But this is a good thing. It's Paul Levesque logic. So uh, if they don't do it well, I, I, I need to see I need to see all this get involved. I need to see him put his hands on people. Mm. I need to see him get physically involved and step it up to the next later because Adam Pierce. I mean, what's his name was wrestling on TNA Impact not three weeks ago. Nick Aldis, he was still doing matches. He was fighting for their belt against uh, against Alex Shelley. So if we're gonna not utilize him and his abilities in ring, um. This is their opportunity to to bring him in as a wrestler. I let me think. go. Let me go over to you, Matt. Now, um, in, in most cases, most times, general managers didn't get too involved in the ring. They try to have this this office professional, uh, you know, character or lifestyle that they that they ran with. But he makes a good point. You know, I, I mean, Nick is a is a wrestler, and hell, you know, Adam used to wrestle. I, just out of curiosity, I doubt this is where this could go, but do you think at some point, you know, they maybe talk to see, maybe get Adam back out there in the ring to do something, uh, maybe even against Nick? Uh, would you want to see him in that singlet again with the gut <laughs> hanging out? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what's, what's your take on it, uh, uh, Matt, the whole thing when you saw the segment? Um, well, Charmaine Harris said, is they going to face one-on-one -on -one who will win? Um, you know, that's, that's the question. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that in the end, um, Adam Pierce has proven um, to be someone that the company has really appreciated. All right. Um, when Adam got hired, uh, it was it was big for those people who uh, had been around him for uh, years. Mm -hmm. And he got an opportunity to basically get his dream job of working in the WWE. But the one thing that he hadn't had is an opportunity to have a big WWE match. Yeah. And this is also a way to then give him that match and also make all this honestly the you know the active you know general manager wrestler and i think that the only one who really kind of held that was regal you know regal actually i think wrestled a little bit as the general manager so yeah um and american bam bam has a good point here too yeah show managers are only entertaining if they're heel um which is always been a problem um because the the problem ends up being that you have two shows and both shows have heel gms you know that it just it doesn't work um what i think they're doing and you've kind of seen it with that setup is that they're going gray on this i don't think there's going to be a face heel i think it's just going to be two guys who are trying to up each other and you know it will lead up to to mm -hmm. them eventually either wrestling in the survivor series match um you know as part of the teams or you know uh a singles match but um i think that that's that's the general gist i think that adam pierce gets one match hey if michael cole could wrestle a fucking match adam pierce deserves <laughs> right yeah true that well i guess we'll see where that goes but um yeah i like how they they put they presented all that on this past friday loving the heat loving the heat let's go right now to count three and this one is Eric Bischoff weighs in on WWE repackaging Brian Pillman Jr. as Lexus King for NXT. This was from WrestlingInc.com. So this one, uh, mainly, it's uh, this goes a little bit over the history of 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 of, uh, of Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, who. It, well, I'll just read a little bit. It just says, pretty much Alexis King, the formerly Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. in AEW, is set to make his WWE debut this week uh, during Halloween Havoc. And then Eric Bischoff it, uh, just addressed WWE's uh, divisive decision to change the second generation star's name during the, quote, strictly business, uh, end quote, podcast. And pretty much he just says that I like it. I really like it. He said before adding, I think it gives him the best shot possible to break through. I really, really do. I was impressed, very impressed, amazed to see where it goes. I like it. And that was the end quote from that. Um, it also speaks that uh, 
that he's made his he's already made his in-ring debut working on two non-televised matches against Brooks Jensen and Riley Osborne on October 13th and 14th, respectively. And while some have made their feelings known on the omission of the Pillman name, King's new moniker does similarly pay homage to his family, taking Alexis and King from his sisters, Alexis Reed and Skylar King. Um, let me go over to you, Rob, because you picked this uh, topic here. What was your take hearing that uh, Brian's not going to be uh, Brian Pillman Jr. anymore? He's, he's now Lexus King. What do you think? So first of all, they gave him a stripper name. I don't know what the hell Lexus is. <laughs> I'm picturing like a 20-year-old Puerto Rican chick with bangle earrings and her name in gold around her neck with the name Lexus King. Okay. Okay. That name is stupid and everything. You know? That's it's it's dumb, but uh, they needed to give him a different name. They did need to give him a different name. His family's history with WWE after the passing of his father and that horrible interview that Vince McMahon did with Brian Pillman's wife, where she's just like, don't bring up the name. Don't bring up his problems. Don't bring up his drug. And then he says it anyway. And she shudders. Uh, it's not a legacy you want to go back to. There's no, you cannot unfortunately go back to the, you know, using your dad's name as a legacy when your dad did a segment when he was, you know, trying to break down the door and had a gun in his hand and all this crap. Yeah. So they have to do something else with him. He was going nowhere in AEW. Um, the, the varsity blondes was a nice throwback to his dad's, you know, stone and stone colds, you know, Steve Austin's old tag team. Um, but he wasn't going anywhere. So this is his best opportunity. Eric Bischoff is right. And this time, I do want to see him in NXT. I do want to see him develop a character. He never got the chance to do that. He never really. He was just a kid with the Letterman. And he was very sloppy in the ring. His in-ring work is poor. He, he cannot string uh, moves together. He really doesn't have good spots when he was in AEW. Um he has the physique and he has the look of a 90s wrestler, a late 90s wrestler, which is all good. And he's got the pedigree, but he can't use it. So this is an opportunity for him to have a fresh slate. Um, what's not being mentioned is he might be bringing somebody in tow from AEW with him. They might be pulling in uh, Brock Anderson because his contract's up and Triple H is in talks with Brock Anderson. And that's another guy. Except with him, at least, he could use his dad's name and use that legacy and do something with it. Both of and those we guys. You call him Cock Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. How long are you holding on to that one? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. It's you have a tale of two guys that have uh, wrestling lineage, which is really great. Um, one can't use a name, fine, give him something else. The other guy who is even more boring, Brock Anderson, is. Is linoleum peeling entertainment? Maybe they do something with them. Maybe they put the two of them in a tag team down the road. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see if they get Brock Anderson. I would. I could foresee a tag team with those two in the future. Matt Michaels, what 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 did WWE uh, see and to, uh, and Brian Pillman to say? Hey, let's let's grab him and bring him over to uh, NXT. Well, first, I think that. Uh... Rob just hit on uh, Brock Anderson's uh, new name, Linoleum Peeling. 
good shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, so so there's a couple things. First, um, Brian is a really good person. It, you know, he he really is uh, someone who has um, done everything the right way and, and tried to. You know, he's never he's never just uh, tried to live off of the Pillman name. So I think that, you know, the interest in signing him is uh, he has a lot of that. Um, I, I, I want to say raw charisma that his dad has. You're starting to see that in these promos. Mm-hmm. That's what they couldn't figure out with him in AEW. You're right. It was just <laughs> look at him, linoleum peeling. Oh, oh, god. Oh, That's the future man. right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, you, you're seeing, you're seeing, um, you're seeing this uh, evolution of someone who. When he got into AEW, um, there were some hard times for him. You know, he had some he had some personal issues going on, and he had to overcome those those demons. Uh, and unfortunately, even though he did that, it, you know, they just they didn't know as they have. 900 wrestlers there what to do his first run in he came in in khakis and penny loafers how is that threatening i don't i don't think this guy could kick anybody's ass he came in like he was like a van hughes catalog model at jc penny <laughs> like what the fuck? who is this guy oh and his hair's already falling out great you, you shouldn't look like your dad that closely he looks like he's 50 years old with hair plugs <laughs> well you know and and that's the thing the thing is is that um what's interesting about it is changing the name he's already mentioned that his his dad is a different person you know his dad is king so there's some backstory there that we'll you know eventually find out uh and um the the coolest thing is that even though he's not brian pillman jr he's playing the same type of loose cannon character in these vignettes. You're seeing it. You're seeing that he's an unhinged person. And that gives... Um, he sucks on the mic. He sucks in the ring. What's the alert, Michael's answer to the question? I, th- I Honestly, that's the thing. We're going to see... If NXT does what it's supposed to do, and we all know that WWE machine takes guys like this and makes them into, you know, guys who, uh, why, why him? The, because he's Brian Pillman's son. Let's face it. That's why, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. Wild stallions going on there. Oh boy! Oh wow! Well, for those who aren't uh, listening to the podcast, not watching it, Rob's throwing all these uh, background pictures of uh, 
of Brian Pillman and who's the other guy? Rock Anderson. Rock Anderson. Rock. <laughs> in the background but yeah this is going to be very interesting to see kind of where this all goes i mean like you say michaels yeah i mean the machine should be able to put something out but if it can't guess what uh he won't go very far so it's going to be interesting to see where that goes uh because you you ain't in the wwe american bam bam because dad wasn't part of the wwe <laughs> oh god all right we'll end up letting that be our three count for the show and uh we want to thank you all who were uh watching us live throwing in your comments we appreciate it come back every week we enjoy when you're here it's always good to uh see you there and for those who listen thanks for downloading and uh and listening to it as well with that, we're going to give our final thoughts uh, for the week. I'll start over with uh, I'll start with you, Rob. Uh, any shows or anything you want to promote? Anything at all you want to say to the good well, people? Well, I ain't going nowhere because I got the fucking Rona, so that that pretty much shit can that for the week. Oh my uh, god, yeah, man. Well, so yeah, that sucks. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Steve Tito. I uh, my friend who I'd seen in fifteen years came out to visit and can't can't hang out with the guy now so i want to give you a shout out he's actually a like a, a producer at wwe and mm. he runs all the background equipment doing all the uh, segment uh, all the uh, segues to commercials and things so it's pretty awesome um yeah i'm going to be oh wow, i can't be on tuesday yeah i was going to be at 18 bin this tuesday i'm not going to be doing that so uh following week catch me at 18 bin on tuesday doing a cold open for mere the miracle uh, at the Drunken Jokes Comedy Show, and by then I believe I'll be not diseased. Yeah, uh, but uh, if I, I guess I'll have to do it here. Um, I, you know, I don't like the name Cock Anderson. I don't, I don't like Cock and Anderson. We don't like talking about Cock. That's that's very that's not very very good. You know, we're trying to pass laws to get that kind of stuff banned. I I don't know. I don't, I'm not liking it. No Cock Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, no doubt. Look, thanks for being on the show, man. Got you in last minute. Get well. Uh, you know, we, we we are trying to stay away from Rona, but sometimes Rona just finds us. So, hey, it's all good, man. Just get well. Um, Matt Michaels, final words, thoughts? Rona found me, and it cost me $60 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. You laughing like Santa Claus for some reason. <laughs> Because Vince, let's face it, Vince McMahon is the Santa Claus of professional wrestling, right? He gives us these presents, but you know down inside he's a dirty old man yeah. who who was married to his wife for 700 years, got bored. You know, I'm sure he was chasing some reindeer tail around, doing things with the elves. I'm sure, you know, the elves, that white powder up in uh, fucking North Pole. That ain't fucking snow. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Santa Claus never had to cover up a bunch of dead women in hotel rooms for Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Oh, God. No, but he had to for Frosty. <laughs> I can't even. I don't know what to do with that. You, you got me. I don't know what to do with that. You won. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, you guys are something else. All right, man. Hey, uh, so anyway, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. 
America, Bam Bam, get well too, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. And until then, y'all take care. Peace out. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.